is Daniel Blair. Let's take you down to the Moto X Pod podium. What's up? We're back with another episode of the podium by a Chirby's USA. This week, it's Mr. Daniel Blair from NBC Sports, Main Event Moto, the main, main show, Pulpamex show, episode one, et cetera, et cetera. What's up, Daniel? Right, save the best for last, right? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. There hasn't been there hasn't been one since. See, we did so good. Steve can't top it. He just straight canned it. Yeah, so he's like, well, might as well end on top. So uh, yeah, we we did such a good job that he literally couldn't even do a show the next week. That's <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. How how was that though? Really, like for real in the studio? Was there any stress or was it just easy peasy? Not for me. I mean, I was in the same seat that I always sit in, so I was just more kind of laughing at Weege, and he had all the pressure. He yeah. had to, like, perform. I didn't have to do nothing. I just said what I said, things I wanted to say. But sure. No, he he was a little stressed. He came across as, like, handling it well, but he was a little nervous and the buttons and, like, just I, not on the talking. I mean, Weege can talk forever, too. Yeah. But just uh, on, on manning the computer and all that, he was a little nervous, and I thought that was funny because, like, dude, chill out. You got Mark's dog over there. He's got it covered. Just chill. Yeah, I, I love uh, that he kept dropping calls in the beginning and didn't know who was calling. That, that was good. I was I was laughing a little well, bit. Well, he, he couldn't hang up. He didn't know, he knew how to take him. He couldn't end him. Right. And and then and then he was trying to and messing with the rock. He was all over the place in the beginning, but that I think made it funnier. That you know, oh, it yeah. would have been it would have been kind of boring if he like did everything right. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. It was good stuff. Well, all yeah, right. I'm not going to keep you super long. Uh, I, I'm sure you're super busy. Um, Let's before we get into your podium, I do want to ask you about this weekend. Uh, we've got uh, Monster Cup coming up. You're you're working it. I don't. You did not work it last year, correct? No, I, not last year. Two years ago, I worked it uh, live in the stadium. I did some of the live announcing with Lurch. Yeah. Um. So I did. Actually, it wasn't even Lurch. It was. Uh. They brought in a, a Monster Jam guy that year, so it wasn't Lurch. But he's actually back this year, I think. Um, okay. But no, yeah. Last year I was at home. And this year, um, on the floor working because now that Ricky has officially taken Jeff's spot, now the floor opened up where last year Ricky was on the floor. Yeah, okay, that's right, that's right. So, um, you're, I know you're excited. You talked about it in your show, but does it feel good to start getting back in the, the swing of things again? You know, a couple months out from actual Supercross, but get back in the get back in the swing of you know floor reporting. Yeah, I'm excited. Just you know, for a couple reasons. Number one, just to go and be at a race again you know i yeah. uh, it's been a while so just being there in general and that's fun by itself but and then for me as a as a you know someone who takes their job real serious i'm looking forward to kind of getting my uh you know off-season stuff going on because you know a lot of riders will use this race as a chance to try new things or whatever well i've been working pretty hard over especially the last few weeks since we went to florida and kind of started prepping Mm-hmm. So this is a good chance for me to kind of see where I'm at with my own improvements that uh, I felt were needed. So I'm not saying it's going to be a great show. I might be a little rusty, but I'm pumped to see if I'm able to make some of the improvements that they and I believe were needed. Um, so just in that aspect alone, and from a performance and just my own personal competitive nature, I'm, I'm going to one-up myself, and that I'm looking for probably the most. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm glad to have a race. We got a little... Supercross fantasy, pulp fantasy going on for this round, so that adds to the excitement. Uh, it's it's almost like Supercross has started, so I'm ready, man. I can't wait. I, I'm looking for, you know, 
you talked about it a little bit on your show. The the field is a little light. Um, people are a little bummed out, but man, it's still when it comes down to it, there's still motorcycle racing going on this weekend. Yeah, it's Supercross. It's a unique track. I like going both directions. Um, I really, really like the All Stars, which is mm-hmm. now the Futures class. There's the 250 Futures and then the 85 Futures because you know we've transferred the name over to that. So yeah, looking forward to seeing uh, those guys because that. I mean, that's the future. Look at AC, won the Super Mini class a long time ago, and now look where he's at. Uh, Plessinger, um, Cooper Webb. I mean, these guys have won the Futures deal, um, which was the all-star class then, and then now they're, you know, top dogs. So it's like, I don't know, just getting a chance to see the future um, and then getting the chance to see a unique race with some, you know, some funky formats, right. funky tracks. It just it makes it more something different about it the pressure is off it's light it's fun it's it's just a different style and um but i'm with you it's just getting back on supercross tracks and seeing these guys race i i i can't wait i just wish it wasn't a two and a half month break before right. we actually get going you know That's yeah like, this is such a tease it's like come on yeah, yeah exactly of course though in you know three and a half months you're gonna be like damn it i wish i had a break which, well, that's funny, yeah, because two and a half months, I'll be stoked. Three and a half months, I'll probably be over it. Right. But, um, I, at least I know that going in now. I'm actually doing things different this year with my travel, too. I've I've learned what doesn't work for me and what does work for me. So even, like, I, I feel like a racer. I'm just making my adjustments. You know, I'm going to try stiffer forks <laughs> this year and softer shot. Well, for me, it's like I'm going to try some different travel, maybe eat a little better on race day. Okay. three coffees instead of two. You know, I, I'm making my adjustments too, man. I got everyone's got to get better. I got to get better. Well, I, I'm still crossing my fingers that the night before show comes back. I, I don't know if you've made a decision yet, but uh, I hope so because that was always something I look forward to. <laughs> We'll see. We'll All right, see. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into the podium. So your topic I gave you, top three things you're most excited for in 2020. Um, let's start with number three. I don't actually have an order. Okay. I have three. And they are in, I mean, they're in debatable order. Why don't we do this? Why don't I give you my three, and then you tell me which order of those three are one through three for you. Okay, perfect. Yep, I like it. So the first one for me is the 250 class, and my fingers are crossed that I'm going to get my wish. And I've said it on my (laughs) show, and I'll say it again. Yeah. I want to see Ferrandez, Sexton, and Fortner somehow accidentally end up on the same coast. And I, I don't. I don't think the odds are high because just with injuries and, you know, the way things move around in December, little little things here and there, it might not even be an injury to one of them. But I just feel like something's going to ruin this for me, and I really don't want it to because if you can get the Sexton-Fortner rivalry going again, they don't like each other. Remember Fortner, when he was out, he did an Instagram video, threw a little shade at Sexton. Um, Sexton, I don't think, cared with his number one plate. And then you <laughs> right. throw Ferrandis in there, who I think is probably the most polished of all of them. I mean, they're the three best guys with the most unique storyline, and I want to see them go against each other. And I don't care if the other coast is light. As long as those three end up together, then for me, half the season will be straight fireworks from the 250 class. So um, that's what I want to happen. I'm, my fingers are crossed. I'm rain dancing. I'm doing everything because I want those three together very badly. And I want them on the West. If I could have those three in the West, man, it'll be like Christmas, uh, at least like nine rounds of the year. Too good to be true almost. Yeah, and, and I something will ruin it, man. But Probably. God, I mean, 
Wouldn't that be awesome, though, to see yes. those three go up against each other with just the dynamic of the rivalries and the number one play, uh, two champions, and it's just uh, – what I want. Yeah, well, and you, you mentioned, well, it might make the other coast light, but then really, does it really? Because if everybody's so much, those those five or six top guys in that other class are real close, then it's really not light. It's just good racing again because everybody's on the right. side, you know? So, yeah, I, dude, I, I love that idea. I mean, it would be badass. I've heard you, yeah, talking about it now for six months probably, and you're right, it probably yeah. won't happen, but we could cross our fingers. You just, I mean, hey, sometimes, sometimes the clouds part, the sun shines and we get what we want, you know? Yeah, that's uh, that's what I want. And that leads into my second thing I'm looking forward to. Uh, Cooper Webb defending his championship, and if he can. Because, honestly, when Dungey retired, the field opened up. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? There was no champions except for Chad Reed. And, I mean, I love Chad, but I don't consider him in a championship conversation. He's just I just don't think he is. That's I don't think that's unfair. Um, but I feel like Eli Tomac and Ken Roxon kind of got given the torch as, all right, this is your guys' series now. You're the two big names. You're you're the flashy, fast guys from the 250. I mean, wouldn't you think it's pretty fair to say those were the two guys coming in after that where these are the two that are going to take the Supercross for the next five years? I, I mean, that's what I felt was they, they were the obvious favorites. Yeah. And, since then, we've had Jason Anderson win a championship, Cooper Webb win a championship. Both were surprises. And I'm just curious to see if Cooper Webb is uh, similar to Anderson of 18, where, where the next year just doesn't go right for a number of different reasons. Or is Cooper Webb the next Dungy Villapoto, a guy who can back it up and back it up and back it up? And I'm really anxious to see if he can fight off Eli. Mm-hmm. And Ken Roxon and Marvin Moosman, who killed in fine, and and Adamson Sorello, a rival and a rookie who I think should be an immediate threat, and of course Jason Anderson rebounding from his injury. That's five guys that Webb is going to have to go up against, and I could give all five of those guys the nod on any given night. So I'm just anxious to see if Webb can go from surprising everyone and himself a little to running the number one defending the title, doing it again, now that everybody knows what he does. It's like once you win a championship, you reveal your own playbook. Yeah. And now can you do it again? And that's what I'm anxious to see. Is he a Dungy Villapoto, or is he was he a fly-by-night champion? And that's I'm looking forward to so much because Cooper is so mentally stubborn, and I feel like he wants to win it again, and he'll do everything right. But can he handle the pressure of doing it again? I We'll find out. Yeah, it's a big question, and now I know you're you're a little bit of a, a Cooper Webb homer, a little bit of a your buddies with him a little bit, but and I know that's I assume it's still Evan's favorite rider, but as a if you could be non biased and just a professional reporter, um, which way would you lean to him actually being able to, to step up and defend it and show us that he's the same guy, or maybe dropping back a step or two? Uh Okay, it's gonna be hard. I gotta. <laughs> I do gotta put my bias aside. Yeah, it's hard. The guy, he's he's my buddy, but right. I really, really do think that he can win it again if the program stays the exact same, if he's committed the same, and if he can go another year without escaping problems. You gotta remember, last year, nothing went wrong for him ever. Right. Ever, 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 and when it did go wrong. It was like in a heat or, or you know what I mean? It, A1. It's like, A1, right? It was yeah, ba- yeah. <laughs> it's just 
Well, and A1 was kind of self-inflicted. He felt a little bit on his own. So yeah. the truth is he had, I wouldn't say a gift, but he definitely dodged a lot of trouble last year. And I just don't know if that is possible again. And, that, and that's where I'm curious. Can he win the championship if he doesn't have a, a, a comfortable lead where he can just play it out and be smart? Because I think he got really smart there the last three or four rounds to oh, ask yeah. Anderson the year before. Yeah, I, I don't know which one of these guys can rise in a three-round runoff if the points are tight. So as much as I want to say yes, because I feel like he's got all the pieces better than everybody else, I just don't know for sure because there's he, he did escape a lot of trouble last year. The other guys got in it. Um, I will tell you, it, right now, at this very moment going into the season, um, I kind of lean Ken Roxon as my pick oh, wow. for next year. Okay. Um, and for reasons that are combination of just what my heart's kind of telling me, that I think it's time for him to put it all together, and I think he'll be past a lot of the BS that's plagued him uh, physically with the bike. He's got the extension now. He's healthy mm-hmm. as far as his physical, I mean, physically his hand. and everything. I just think that – I just think it's his year, and I think this will be the year because up until round seven or eight, the guy was never off the podium. Then he got sick, he got the flu, and then the weird sickness came about and everything fell apart. But up to that point, he was so rock solid, and I really think he'll do that again, but throw in three or four wins to go with it. So he deserves it. I pick right now going into 2020, but I don't think it'll be easy, and I think it's going to be tight, and I think think these guys are going to all scrape for it um, late into the season. Man, I hope so. Let's go. Let's go with your next one. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Entercam. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki. PLD KTM and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you gotta do is go to AturbeeUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorized Pajo sent you. Uh, this one's gonna be weird, dude. <laughs> way weird. Way weird. Okay. Justin Hill. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you were. You you've got some theories on him this year. I think it's not even. It's not a theory. Okay. When when Justin Hill is motivated, he's better than everybody in the field. It's just it is what it is. Um, when he's not motivated, he's not. Um, he's riding for a team that is not paying him a lot of money, if any. I don't even know. I I don't think it's any. Uh, big bonuses, which means you got to earn your money. Mm-hmm. Um. And the biggest factor is is he's he's living with Tony Alessi right now. And I'm telling you right now, I think Tony's a freaking witch doctor, man. I'm telling you right now, I think he's a, one of the main reasons why Malcolm Stewart turned it around. Uh, I think there's a there's a thing about Tony's personality where he holds you accountable, um, kind of in an old-school way, but not overbearing. Yeah. And I think the, the perfect combination for Justin Hill is Tony Alessi, somebody that will hold him accountable every day, keep an eye on his diet, Keep an eye on his uh, motivation, and you put him on a Honda, a little bike that's a little bit lighter. Uh, that's, in my opinion, a lot better than the Suzuki he was on. You mix the talent, the motivation, the discipline in that bike, 
And I think that five rounds into the season, we're all going to have our jaws dropped. And that's that's not only uh, something I'm looking forward to seeing if it happens. That's a that's a firm prediction. That's not a Daniel like swinging for the fences prediction. That's Daniel saying yeah. you're all going to see okay. five weeks into the season. And if I'm wrong on that one, then I'm done. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm never saying I'm never predicting anything ever again. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe that for a second. Until the, until the next week. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, that the Justin Hill one, man, that one threw me off a little bit because I, I kind of I let that slip my mind a little bit, to be honest. It was not. Ever, ever, everybody but, has. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. Uh, yeah, and you're right, man. When the guy's on, he's on. And um, this is probably do or die for him. Um, you know, I know last year, you know, just listening like Mathis or whatever, said, people thought, hell, he may not even race if he – because I don't think anybody really expected him to race almost for free, right? I mean, um, so yeah, this motivation. He doesn't come, come across as the kind of guy that would do that. Right. And that's what I'm saying is if he is going to do that and he's willing to live with Tony yeah, and, uh, and ride for a team where the money is dangling in front of him at the checkered flag and not just sitting in the bank account every Monday, uh, you mix that with the fact that he is probably the most talented rider in the field. I would say top three guys. That's a deadly combination, and that's a good bike. That's a bike that won the Daytona Supercross. That's a bike that Malcolm almost won Anaheim on last mm-hmm. year. You put that bike and that team manager um, with that talent and that incentive, everybody overlooks him, and I think they're, I, I think he's hoping for that too. And I just... I'm not saying he's gonna win. I'm just sure. saying we're all gonna we're all gonna be like, well, Sur- that's surprise. a big 180. Yeah, well, that'd be great. God dang, man. Now, yeah, I don't even. That's got me kind of fired up on that that whole the Justin Hill one. Um, I'm a good salesman, dude. Yeah, you well, are. He might, suck. He, he might get 18th around one, and then whatever. I don't even whatever. But I'm just, <laughs> I don't think so. So what do, you, yeah. what do you think? One, one, two, three for you. Okay, so 250 class, I think, is what I'm most excited about, especially if it happens the way you're talking about. If those guys all up on, end up on the same coast, it's going to be just freaking World War Three every weekend. So that's oh, man. that's my number one. Um, I'm already just excited to see what happens with Fortner coming back. I mean, he's just he's like, you know, is he going to calm down? Any is he going to be the same guy? Uh, I mean, he'll calm down. That domesticated lifestyle <laughs> can bring him hashtag right home life. To, yeah, he'll. Uh, He'll either be really, really calm in a good thing, or he'll be really, really calm and it's a bad thing. Right, right. <laughs> well, that's going to be my number you know one. That's my number one, and Justin Hill's my number two now. Um, and not saying anything, like, I'm not – I'm still excited about the Cooper Webb possibly defending and seeing how he does, but of those three, yeah, I think Cooper Webb is uh, – the, the, the defense, defending the championship is my third most excited, I guess, because uh, I just think – a little bit like you, that AC is going to be a bigger factor than some people are giving him credit for, and I, I think, I just feel like Eli has to, has to basically dominate this year, and so like there's just all these little things that could happen that I'm expecting to happen, but I, I think Cooper defending is going to be difficult. I think so too. Um, a lot is going to have to go right, like yep. it did last year. Yeah, and that's not a knock on him. No, it's just with the with that class having six legitimate title threats, in my opinion. Yeah, things have to go right. They have to go right for you. And he did it last year. Can you put two years in a row together where everything goes right? That's hard. Um, oh, absolutely. But again, 
but he could do it. He's a great racer. He's very, very crafty. Um, I think he's maybe got more race skills than anybody in the field as far as uh, the, the way he calculates his moves and the way he calculates everything. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, uh, I mean, you look back at the end of the year, I think he'll have less problems than everybody. But he'll have to make it up in speed, without question. He was not the fastest guy last year, purely in lap time speed. I would I would go and debate myself on that and say he was the fastest, because when you win, you're the fastest. But purely in raw speed, I think he'll need a little more. Um, yeah, yeah. Just to get it done this year. Well, it's going to be exciting. And, you know, it'll be here before we know it. So, yep. guess start. Hey, uh, fourth thing. Can I throw in a fourth thing? Yeah. I'm looking forward to Jason Garrett getting fired. Um <laughs> And not being the coach of the Cowboys in the 2020 season. Oh, Looking man. forward to that. I, I, you know, living here in Texas, most of the guys I'm around are Cowboy fans. And I, I listened to a long lecture from my boss the other day about the same exact thing. How the hell is he still – what does he have on Jerry Jones that he is still the coach? Something really, really incriminating. That's all I have to say. Yeah, because he, he talked about, you know um, – just other coaches who, you know, other coaches have won championships and then have one bad year, you know, or whatever, and then they're gone. And Garrett just, I mean, he's had pretty much, a di- you know, what, they've made the playoffs a few times, but not never made it very far. So he's he's not he's not what they need, clearly. No, he's garbage. Yeah. Uh, I wish there was a vital MX of football, <laughs> and, I, and I, I would just start texting Jason Garrett all the links, see how you feel. Uh, but hey, jump on that Niners bandwagon, baby! We're five and zero. Oh. They couldn't make me any more sick, bro. I can't stand them. The, hey, the, the, I don't even know. I, there's nothing else. To say. I know the feeling. I feel the same way about your Cowboys. But I will give you credit. Two years ago, you told me, "Give it a year, two years, your Niners are going to be on top." You told me that two years ago. And then you told me again last year when I was like, I'm just over at football. I can't even watch it anymore. Like, oh, no, they're coming. And you were right. You know what you're well, talking about. Maybe I know more about football than I know about dirt bikes then because I get a lot in this sport wrong. So, <laughs> uh, well, But then again, I, but I throw it out. That's the thing. Yeah. I don't, I'm not afraid. See, I say publicly what a lot of people say privately to their friends. Oh, dude, Tomac will wax everybody. Right. 24-0. Yeah, yeah. I just say it publicly, and then people want to laugh like I – I mean, dude – Trust me, I do bet people. I do spend money and I do lose bets. But most of the things that I say are just whatever I'm feeling within that 30 seconds. Right. Um, but today, because I knew I was doing this, everything I just said, that was pretty calculated. That's, that's what I really feel. It's awesome. Well, Daniel, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, when do you guys leave out for Monster Cup? Uh, Thursday morning, drive in there. Um, Friday, we got the live streamed press conference, which is pretty cool. Dude, yeah, yeah. Really unique that's going to be neat. Year. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to get there and find out what it is because I don't really know. <laughs> um, and then Saturday is a cup, and then Sunday, Monday is futures, and get to watch my boy race his final 50 race. Time to get off those little pit bikes and get on a real bike. Well, can't wait. I'm definitely excited to see how, hear how Evan does as well. It's my little buddy. Um, so good luck to him and good luck to you. I hope everything goes well and safe and, uh, have a good show Saturday night. I unfortunately won't be there, but I'll, I'll be watching. All right, man. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right, Daniel. Thanks. Take care, buddy. Later. All right.